The Food and Drug Administration approves the first over-the-counter birth control pill to be sold in the United States. The Department of Health and Human Services seeks to reinstate Obama-era non-discrimination policies. And California lawmakers weigh raising the minimum wage for healthcare workers in the state. It's Friday, July 14th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. As a note to our listeners, the podcast will be off this upcoming Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday with my conversation with David Gerard of strategic healthcare communications consulting firm Gerard Inc. to talk about his group's recent survey that finds a growing trust gap between physicians and hospital leaders. Please join us for that conversation on Tuesday. The Food and Drug Administration has approved the first birth control pill to be available without a prescription in the United States. Norgestrel, sold under the brand name O-Pill, is a daily oral contraceptive pill that only contains a synthetic version of the hormone progesterone. Unlike other birth control pills, it does not contain the hormone estrogen. Norgestrel was first approved for prescription use in the 1970s. In May, two advisory panels unanimously recommended making O-Pill available without a prescription after concluding that consumers could follow O-Pill's labeling instructions without the assistance of their medical provider, including making sure to take the pill at the same time every day and avoiding the medication if they have a history of breast cancer or unexplained vaginal bleeding. Thursday's decision means the United States joins more than 100 other countries that allow the sale of contraceptive pills without a prescription. Reproductive rights groups like Planned Parenthood and NARAL applauded the decision. There has been an increased push from advocates to expand access to birth control measures, particularly after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last June. Moreover, proponents of making O-Pill available without a prescription argue that it will help individuals seeking contraception in areas without easy access to a health care provider. The FDA said in a statement that nearly half of the more than 6 million pregnancies in the country each year are unintended, and these pregnancies have been linked to greater rates of negative maternal and perinatal outcomes. They said that the availability of O-Pill without a prescription may help reduce the number of unintended pregnancies and, by extension, their potential negative outcomes. In a statement, O-Pill's manufacturer, Perigo, said that the company was committed to making O-Pill pill accessible and affordable. However, it has not yet revealed drug pricing information. It's expected that the drug will be available in-store and through online retailers early in the first quarter of 2024. The Department of Health and Human Services, through its Office for Civil Rights, issued a proposed rule that expands non-discrimination protections related to sexual and gender identity to key federal grant programs. If finalized, the proposed rule would protect LGBTQI plus people from discrimination in key health and human services programs by clarifying and reaffirming the prohibition on the discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in certain statutes. 
statutes. HHS said that the proposal would confirm non-discrimination protections in HHS programs, including Head Start, as well as services and grants that provide aid to refugees, as well as assistance to people experiencing homelessness, community mental health services, maternal and child health services, and more. The move would shift back to an Obama-era rule issued in 2016 that expanded the interpretation of sex-based discrimination under the Affordable Care Act to include gender identity and gender expression. The Trump administration issued its own rule in 2020 that defined someone's sex based on the individual's biology at birth. HHS is accepting public comment on the rule through September 11th. California state lawmakers are weighing legislation that would establish a minimum wage for health care workers in the state. Under the bill, called Senate Bill 525, the minimum wage would increase from $15 to $25 over a two-year period. The governor has not yet indicated his support or opposition to the bill. According to a report from the UC Berkeley Labor Center, the bill would largely benefit workers in skilled nursing facilities, outpatient clinics, and home health. It would also apply to other workers, like contractors who provide food and landscaping services at health care facilities. The bill passed in the state Senate in May and is currently being considered by the state assembly. Supporters, including SEIU California, say that raising the minimum wage will better retain current health care workers and better attract new ones. Opponents to the bill, including the California Hospital Association, have argued that it will increase health care costs through higher premiums and lead to fewer health care jobs in the state. One estimate found that raising the health care worker minimum wage to $25 per hour would increase total public and private health care labor expenses by about $8 billion beginning in 2024. If the bill ultimately passes and receives the governor's signature, it would make California the first state in the country to mandate a health care minimum wage. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.